Welcome another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Rich Klein to talk about another what if scenario. Uh, again, as I mentioned when I was contemplating doing this and uh, looking forward to doing some episodes with Rich, I thought, you know, we really ought to have some sponsors. So I contacted some individuals and entities in the industry that I that I knew that I thought would be quality sponsors. And I only really checked with two card shops, and those are the two we're going to talk about today. So they're uh, charter sponsors, Rob Varis at Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Fruitman at Mike's Stadium Sports Cards. They do it a little bit differently. They're both excellent. And we're going to talk about the what if if they weren't uh, around, if they'd never gotten into this industry, if they, if, if those guys who have uh, uh, obvious talents had, had, had never branched into it. But again, thanks first to other sponsors, uh, ComC, Beckett.com, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, mentioned the card shops, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, as well as Upper Deck, Panini, and Tops. So we, we love our sponsors, and we're going to talk about the what if today, about what if they're was not a car shop in Aurora, Colorado, or Burbank, California. So, Rich, welcome to the show. And Thanks for having let's, me. Uh, let's bat that around for a few minutes. What do you think? I would think Larry Fritch, or what's now Larry Fritch Cards in memoriam to Larry and Jeff, would still be the dominant way people got cards mail order because nobody has ever replicated what Rob has done in terms of organization and... The ability to pull an order. And Larry Fritch, his ability to pull an order was to get a box. Well, I mean... It, he, he had prepackaged lots yes. for the most part, okay? And that's what most people thought would be the only way to make money. And so if Rob, if his father had not come over from Hungary in 1956 and, and, and not been a, and, and Rob hadn't been working at this coin shop and then doing some cards on the side and then having that blossom into his, into uh, owning the shop and expanding it in that way, where would we be? Would there be, is there another Rob Varis out there who would have said, who, who would have had that package of skills? Prob I mean, there's a Maybe. lot of there's a lot of people who are well organized. Rob was just a perfect storm of having good inventory, good employees for the most part, and also a good you know his father is really, as you mentioned, Steve is a fascinating person. He comes from Hungary. He sets but, the tone, but he sets the tone like you're going. You know, when he would come to the Beckett office, he would always complain about my desk. My desk wasn't <laughs> very neat, and he'd always let me know in no uncertain terms, your desk yeah. should never look like that. Yeah. And but he meant it in a good way. Now I always tell him. By the way, you need, you need to see my desk that I, in my office now. There's nothing on it but a computer and the two monitors. He would be pleased. He'd be very pleased. But I think it'd be cool because. So somebody needed to do something like yes. that, but Burbank was able to do it in a way that was cost effective. That the cards aren't extra expensive. That you have these huge shipping and handling or order pulling or order minimums. Uh, so do we think that if they weren't around? Somebody else would do it, but just not as well. I don't think anybody would have done it as well. I mean, I know my employer, Comp C, ships very, very well. If you ever get a package from Comp C, 999 out of a thousand times, it's perfectly packaged. I mean, I've, okay. I've never gotten a bad package from Comp C, and I've probably ordered 50 or 100 over the years. So they okay. do a great job, but they, but they're also just deal, it's, it's the same thing. They're dealing with an inventory that's computerized. It's a little bit different than okay. what Rob's doing. Well, okay. So let's say if, if, uh, if Burbank had never existed or never gotten into that, then, and, and Rob was also involved in the architecting of the Beckett Marketplace yes. and probably the key person there. So Beckett Marketplace would still be there. They would have lost their, maybe their main flagship dealer, but there are others that are involved there too. Yes. And so Beckett Media, I mean, Beckett, the Beckett Marketplace would have taken up some of that slack. But, and ComC would have taken up some of that because ComC was not dependent on 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 Burbank, correct. Uh, 
Okay, what about Mike Stadium sports cards? Coming from a different angle, there's other card shops out there. What do you think is what would what would happen? Not just in Aurora, Colorado, but you know, I think that is a, is an influential shop for others around the country. I had a collector come to me at Kyle Robertson's big three day show in Louisville, and he buys more cards from Mike Fruitman's Friday Night Singles Club than he does from any local dealers in DFW. And we have plenty of shows, plenty of good merchandise, plenty of things. And yet he's done, he makes sure that he's active, not just in the store, but active on all sorts of social media. And if, as I think I wrote in my latest GTS column, if, if tomorrow somebody invents a new social media outlet, Mike will be on it three days later. He'll be on it, yeah. Okay. So do we think that if Rob Veris had, had not moved into sports cards so aggressively, the slack might have been picked up by some of these other things, but he brought some uniqueness to it. And Mike Fruitman, the same thing. There's other card shop. There might be, I mean, he bought the card shop in Aurora, Colorado, but there's other, uh, and there's other, you know, dealers that are uh, on social media and helpful to other local card shops. But, but he's kind of rolls that all up into one. What I wrote about Mike is that Mike and knowing how old he is and knowing when he talked about when he either purchased or opened the store or both, is he spent his entire adult life as a store owner for all practical purposes. you know? And so he's always looking for new ways to expand. I know when Nick and Debbie own Nick Sports Cards, they always work within the constraint, how can we make our store better? And they did certain things to bring people into the store. Mike's more willing to do mail order. He's more willing to do player signings. He's more willing to do more social media outreach. He reminds me of Alan Norris to the next level. Well, that's high praise. And he would, I think Mike would accept that. I mean, again, it's, he was influenced by Alan. In fact, he talks about when he went to the, uh, I don't, I don't know that it was one of our summits, but it was back in the day, but there was some, maybe a tops thing where they had Rob Veras come in and talk about the power of the internet. And then the second day was Alan Nars talking about the power of enthusiasm inside a card shop with pack wars and all that. So, so he puts that all together. Are there other shops? I mean, as, where as would I, the slack get pulled? I think it would go over the place. I know that Dean, who owns Nick Sports Cards, yeah. does. He's done a game room in the back. He's made the store. So he's copying. He's some copying of the some yeah. of the things, but he hasn't done as much social media. He does some social media, but not as much. He does some mail order, I think, but not as much. And I think what Mike does is Mike combines everything. He even does a car. He has a shop. I mean, I mean, a store. I mean, I mean, a, a he show. Does a show. He's a show. How many other card shops are doing shows? I know shows? when Al owned Triple Cards, he did a show in the store because I set up at one of them a couple times and that was kind of fun to do. It was fun. You know, it's fun if you have enough room in your in your show, in your store, you your can store, do a show. In right. fact, Mike's had uh, Jeff from ComC come to his to his show. Yeah. He has Anthony Devine, who's a bit who's a national basically buyer. He's he's done buying at his at his store. Mike's not afraid to think, okay, maybe so and so can draw some more people into my into my store. And the fact that he looks at a global good rather than just an individual good. Right. Uh, both those guys, again, we're talking about them like they're here, but we were doing positive uh, notes, but both of them uh, bring their personality into it. So even if somebody else did Burbank sports cards or somebody else did Mike Stadium sports cards, that there, there's, there's the personal touch that each one brings according to the gifts that they have. What's funny is Rob is like the middleman. Steve is Steve. Ryan has turned the store into almost back a retail store again. I think Rob posted on Facebook, so I'm not divulging any yeah. information. He says his store may be 40% store retail yeah. in terms of volume by the end of the year, which is pretty, which is pretty impressive. He's going back to a store like Element instead of just the wholesale, you know, instead of just the warehouse. Okay, so you're throwing a new element into this. What if it's not just what if Stephen hadn't left Hungary in 56? What if Rob hadn't worked for the coin shop and, and, and shown his dad that he had the ability to make money on that? What if there's no Ryan Varus? Mm. 
because that might be the secret sauce for this uh, for this next season. And I think you that's know, not that Rob is slowing down, but but Ryan's adding some additional value to he, it. He is, and they have, and, and he could have had a daughter yeah, instead of he a, does have a daughter. daughter. <laughs> he could have had two daughters then, or whatever, <laughs> uh, who may or may not have been interested. But Ryan has it seemed like he's really blossomed, and so that's again part of the what if. And I know Mike brought his son to the national that's right. last year, and his that's son's right. like fourteen, so there's a good yeah. chance Mike's son will follow in the footsteps too. Yeah, well, that's that's a interesting what if. Uh, the other what if is. Um, Interesting to me that, you know, Rob, I don't think, well, he, he had a, he had a table at the show or a, had a, a, you know, kind of an island at the show a year ago. Yeah. I think not this year, the year before. And that was interesting. And Mike was coming to the, to the national for the very first time this year, this year. And so the, the influence that those guys have is, uh, is, is interesting. I, 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 I'm pleased that I picked those guys and I'm pleased that those guys said yes, because I think they have interesting stories, but, any other uh, again? Who'd pick up the slack if they? Weren't I think there? it would be spread across, and I think one. And I think whoever would pick it off. I think one of the most important things to say about both of them, and I know they're not here, but we both know them fairly well. They're both very professional. You do not hear very many complaints about business practices or anything like that. You know, you do hear. You know, sometimes sometimes there are complaints. You know, nature of the business, especially when you're charging money for something, but you don't hear complaints that they did anything dishonest. And that's the whole. Do you hear uh, jealousy? Or envy. I think I think there's a lot of that. And I think you know when I talk about Mr. Mint, I think a lot of people didn't like Mr. Mint, Al Rosen, because they were jealous of his success, the fact that he was getting the cards and doing things with them. And you're saying less so with uh, with Rob and right. Mike. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's again a personality difference, but what Mr. Mint was doing worked for him, Absolutely. and it worked for his friends too. And he and he was a he was a charmer when he when he wanted to be. We'll, we'll do a tribute. We'll, we'll do a tribute to because him. I actually sat next to him on yeah. an airplane coming back from the national for three straight years. Was, yeah. And sitting next to him when you when you have six hour flights, you learn a lot. <laughs> and, and he was and he was well spoken. Yes, he was very yes. he's very good. So yeah, well, we could do but, a and, what if about that. And I too. wouldn't mind sitting on an airplane with Rob or, or Mike for six exactly, hours either. Exactly. In fact, both of them have been to the. Hobby dinners that yes. I've hosted over the, this be the fifth year now of doing that. And so they, they've come in from out of town and, and they blend well and they yes. blend well. And frankly, now having again, the what if, if they weren't in the industry, they, they were, uh, they were, uh, uh, just a lot of fun to have in the room with the other dozen plus guys that were there. So they, they more than held their own and enjoyed, uh, the camaraderie. So again, that's, that's the kind of stuff I want to be doing. It's a, it's a wonderful industry. Uh, those aren't the only couple of guys I'd miss if they weren't around, but uh, they certainly represent two outstanding, uh, card shops and individuals that, uh, bring a little, uh, sunshine into our industry. Um, any other what ifs you've got for, for, for those guys? I wonder if I wonder if the Denver card market would be as strong as it was if Mike didn't have his. Okay, well, maybe. And you're not blaming Rob for the NFL consistently leaving <laughs> LA area. You know, I've read where the not NFL really doesn't mind at times if the yeah. NFL. You know why? The ebb and flow. Or the... Not only that, but if there's no NFL team in LA, they can put any games they yeah. want there without having to worry about a home team. Yeah. Well, it's. It's hard. Yeah, my parents used to live in that area. It's hard to get around. The freeways are tricky. Dallas and is Denver, that you, got those, you got those mountains to worry about, but uh, skiing is just right close by. So that, that'd be pleasing. So I guess that's a good what if. Uh, again, if you've got a what if suggestion for a future episode, as I've said, I've got a thousand episodes. So I've got 800 and some to go. Uh, and I'm enjoying, uh, responding, uh, going back and forth with Rich as well as responding to some of your questions. I've got future episodes, uh, scheduled that will uh, allow us to deal with other what ifs other than in nows, other tributes, other 
uh, origin stories. But uh, let us uh, let us know what uh, what you'd like to hear more of. Uh, just uh, send an email or or a, a voice recording to uh, Dr. James Beckett at gmail dot com. Uh, again, we're this podcast. If your friends are interested, it's it, we should be listed just about everywhere that podcasts are available. And you just look it up under the name of the podcast. It may even be Googleable at this at this uh, at this point. It is Googleable. That's but, how I found. That's how I found. Well, it. Good for you, Rich. But I, again, I, I think last time I looked on my hosting service, there are more than twenty places where you can you can get it. So it should be available. Fifteen minute episodes. When I listen to them, I listen to them at one and a quarter speed, one and a half speed. So it's even less than 10 minutes. Of course, I'm listening to myself. It's pretty easy for me to understand my voice. If you want to listen at regular speed, you're, you're welcome to. So again, it's a great hobby. Podcasting has been a fun medium. Appreciate Rich, my friend, being here to, uh, bat these, uh, what ifs and other topics around. So thanks, Rich. Thanks, Jim. And uh, thank you listeners. Be back again tomorrow with another episode.